1: Welcome to the Horticulture Week podcast. I'm Rachel Forsyth, Senior Reporter at Horticulture Week and today I'm joined by Louisa Mansfield. Louisa is Project Manager of the Future Gardener's Scheme. Launched in 2016, it is a gardening training programme to help unemployed people into the horticulture industry and we're going to hear all about that scheme today. Louisa, how are you? Good, thank you. Thanks for having me. No, it's lovely to have you. And before we delve into Future Gardener's Scheme, just to get us started, I wondered if you could talk about, just from your perspective, what is the state of the industry currently in terms of the skills shortage?
2: How bad is it really? And what would you say are some of the causes? Um, Well, it actually is is alarming, really, at the moment. It is quite critical at the moment in terms of the amount of people going into the industry. There's just not enough people, really. Um, That's both in terms of young people leaving school and going to apprenticeships, um, uh, or other people just directly being recruited by horticulture employers. And um, there's a lot of reasons for it, really. Um, there's an aging, current aging workforce. Um, there's issues with um, education in schools. So children in schools aren't being informed of the breadth of the careers available in horticulture um, so not being encouraged to go into it Um, there's not enough apprenticeships going into it there's not enough courses um, for people to go to go into um, both after school and um, adult education Um, so yeah it's quite critical and then also we've had the double whammy of both Brexit and Covid meaning people are leaving the country and not coming back the pay is very low in the industry compared to other vocational um, qualifications. For example, being a plumber or an electrician. Um, but um, that all does sound a little depressing. However, there are a few um, a few highlights um, recently. that hopefully things are on the turn. Um, f- for example, COVID has shone a light on. Um, being outside and the, you know, the benefits of people um, using green spaces, and hopefully more people will think that, you know, that's a that's an industry they'd like to go into. Um, and also, the the current short supply um, of skills has actually, I think, in the last maybe quite recently, like six months a year, has actually led to um, the um, wages increasing. So hopefully, both those things will will help the the problem going forwards. Yes, certainly starting
1: to look a bit more positive. And where do you think the responsibility lies in terms of
2: fixing the problem? Is it a team effort? Definitely, definitely. I think well a lot of it should um, lie on the employers. The employers should look to raise um, raise salaries. They should look to be paying people more to encourage more people in. They should also be looking at um, shouldering the responsibility of training um, the um, the people going into the industry so if someone is you know enthusiastic um, and you know wants it as a career but maybe hasn't got level two level three then the employers should be um, responsible for taking that person on and you know developing their career um, and keeping them in the industry for for a long time Um, there's also responsibility on you know the careers advisors at school Um, there is a lot of work being done trying to get into schools but more on that to try and just you know for children to understand, you know, what opportunities there are there are out there for them in the industry.
1: Yeah, and you yourself are really working to open up horticulture as a career path through Future Gardeners. So tell us a bit more about that. How did it come about in the first place? So Future Gardeners is
2: a um, programme that, Uh, is run between the Worship Company of Gardeners and the charity that I work for, Bankside Open Spaces Trust. Um, It came about, I think, maybe the idea, maybe seven, eight years ago, when um, the Worship Company of Gardeners obviously understood this issue and they really wanted to encourage more young people into the industry. They really wanted to encourage um, people who Otherwise, you know, people who may have no qualifications, maybe don't want to work in an office environment to tell them about the opportunities of the industry and, um, you know, boost the amount of people, you know, leaving school um, to come into the industry. Um, they got together with Bankside Open Spaces Trust, um, along with other organisations such as the Royal Parks Guild about maybe five, five and a half years ago. And they were at the stage where they needed someone to get the project up and running and so I joined as a project manager in July 2016 um, with the task of, you know, putting a programme together to encourage people into the industry. And it's a short course to help people who are unemployed gain um, the skills to be work-ready and get an entry-level job or go on to further training within the industry.
1: Perfect. And how, does the, how is the course set up? How
2: does it work? Uh, so the course, it's a short course because if people are unemployed then they don't want to be, you know, in a training course for um, a year or something. So it's uh, 12, 14 weeks. It's two days a week. Um, It's a mixture of a lot of different things. So as well as gaining a qualification, which is a level two city and guilds at Walworth Garden, um, there's also a lot of other elements to it, um, such as work experience. Students have two weeks work experience at um, uh, a garden in, in central London. Um, They have talks from people in the industry. We do practical gardening um, experience, both within Bankside Open Spaces Trust in terms of community gardening and both at other other, um, gardens throughout London. For example, we go to Chiswick House and work with the team there. And we also quite often go to Morden Hall and work there. Um, And then uh, on top of that, there's also the help within the job application so we have help to get your cv up and running um, to help finding jobs applying for jobs um, interview skills Um, outside the two days a week we also have a job club which is a drop-in weekly session for people to come and concentrate on whatever part of the job journey they're on Um, so all those things um, build together to give the students the best possible support um, and mentoring to move into the industry when the course is finished.
1: And has it been successful? What, what are some of the things they've gone on to do after the course?
2: Um, yes, it's been very successful. Actually, um, the stats for the first five years of people who completed the course, then going into employment, is actually 80%. So that's a huge amount of people getting the support they need to go into the industry. The main, main things they go into are entry-level jobs, either within a garden maintenance company, either within um, the council or local parks, um, apprenticeships, for example, with um, the Royal Parks, um, and then also maybe some people go into the sort of soft landscaping side of more commercial construction companies.
1: Fantastic, and what sort of people is the course attracting?
2: Is it bringing in those young people? Is it um, appealing to them? That's a good point. As I said before, this course was set up to get the young people into uh, the industry. However, as as anyone who works in the industry knows, young people, just they're not always interested in it. Um, So we do get young people. However, the course is open to anyone of any age who wants to go into employment at the end of the course. So the range ranges between 18 and probably the oldest is maybe 60, 61, 62. Um, so it attracts all sorts of people. So people who just generally need a bit more help than others. So maybe people who've um, spent time in prison, people who've come from addiction, those who've been homeless, um, maybe people who have um, left university um, with a huge amount of debt and maybe due to COVID, their industry that they train for isn't, isn't what they want to do anymore and not available to them. Um, career changes, you know, people who just, you know, like the idea Of moving into horticulture but just need you know a bit more encouragement and help and um you know help with the employment side of things that is
1: fantastic and I know you've mentioned before it's actually helping to diversify the industry as well I wondered if you could talk about that a bit
2: yes that is that is another aim we had because as we all know the horticulture industry in the UK has got a very um narrow um diversity however within the data from the first five years of the programme. We've actually got more, more females going through, so maybe sort of around a 60-40 split for females. We've also got um, around 35% of people from ethnic minority backgrounds, which is much, much higher than the industry as a whole, which I think is under 2%. And also we welcome people with disabilities and health conditions. So again, about 40% of people come with a disability or health condition. Um, so, you know, just basically, yes, diversifying the industry as well.
1: Brilliant, yeah, it's
2: a fantastic
1: uh, scheme, and I know part of the course is being introduced to key employers in the sector. So, what's the industry reaction been to
2: this scheme? Has it been quite positive? Yes, very positive. Um, as I said, I um, I don't know if I did mention. So, when I joined the when I joined the project in July two thousand sixteen, I'd only been working in the industry, you know, part time and studying for a couple of years. I was a career changer, so I came from actually digital marketing and. Um, nothing against social marketing, but the people in horticulture are just so friendly and so open to helping. And when I reached out to people and they didn't know who I was when I first started, you know, people were more than happy to give their time, give their um, knowledge, share their knowledge with people, you know, for free. So people will come and um, speak to the students, tell them about you know their position. They'd be more than happy for us to go and visit them and host us for a day. So, yes, people have been really, really, really friendly and more than happy to, you know, help and, you know, encourage people into the industry as much as they can. What are some of those key employers that are getting involved? So we have people like um, the RHS are, are, are keen. We're, we've started going to RHS Wisley to introduce the students to the work of the RHS and the apprenticeship schemes. The same for Kew Gardens. Um, recently, actually, um, now you've mentioned it, we, the Chelsea Physic Garden had a trainee position, so we went there and they were t- told all about what would be like to work there. And actually, they've done a very good job in terms of diversifying and getting more people from different backgrounds into the industry. They actually had a hundred applicants for the job, and Fantastic. out of the final six who were interviewed, um three of them were actually ex-students. So that's a, a nice a nice thing to, to, to get to. Um there's lots of various um councils, so we work quite closely with Lambeth and Southwark. Um, in regards to their um, uh, parks and looking after that. Um, yeah. Fantastic, real range. And if anyone is
1: listening and wants to get involved or support you, how can they do that? How can they go about?
2: Oh, yes, perfect. Well, oh, I didn't mention the course for the people, the students to come in is completely free. So that's another sort of barrier to entry we wanted to completely get rid of. So it's completely free for students to come on the course um, and they pay their travel expenses. Um, so obviously funding is key so we obviously need to to fund the the course on a yearly basis Um, so that would be helpful and also anyone who has a jobs they want to fill um, or work experience they could offer the students um, or if they'd like to talk to the students you know about you know their section of the industry and to encourage them into that that would all be very beneficial.
1: Yeah because I suppose both from a work experience point of view and also a job point of view they're getting um, somebody who's enthusiastic and has the right
2: training so it's really beneficial for them as well yes exactly exactly so the short course i mean gardening it isn't for everybody it's tough you're outdoors you know the pay is low um, it's physical job so it's not for everybody but if the people the students who've been on the course you know they are work ready they're enthusiastic they're they've got commitment to the industry so yes they're very potentially a very good uh, employee for somebody yeah absolutely
1: well fantastic thank you so much for telling us um, more about that and uh, my last question for you and it's one we always ask is what plant would you take to a desert island
2: ah yes well um i thought i might take tomato plant because um hopefully it would grow well in the sun and it'd be a a nice uh, tasty thing to eat while you're there
1: that's very sensible i think well, thank you to Louisa. I'm Rachel Forsyth, and this has been the Horticulture Week podcast. Make sure you never miss one. Subscribe or follow Horticulture Week podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or your preferred podcast platform. If you are interested in producing a podcast with Horticulture Week, email us at Haymarket.com. Huge thank you again to Louisa, and goodbye for now.